We're going to read this in the ESV. We encourage you to find the scripture. Uh, in If you have a Bible app or if you have a physical Bible, you can go ahead and do that. Um, I'll read the scripture for us uh, in a moment. Again, it's Romans 12, verses 14 through 21. May the Lord bless the reading of God's word for us. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, friends, we are continuing in this sermon series, Thriving in the Pandemic. And we have been talking about, uh, you know, this idea of growing things, green things that can grow even in dry times. And today's message is called The River Blessing. And uh, yeah, I wanted us to talk for a moment. Um, how do we view blessing? Um, I do understand that uh, during this time that, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't feel like a time of blessing for maybe a lot of us. I know we do try to count our blessings. We, we try to do that every week uh, during our time of offering. Um, but, you know, I, I think uh, as Jason was praying earlier, I, I think it is uh, important for us to acknowledge what we are feeling and thinking. And, and sometimes... You know, it doesn't really feel super spiritual to say, I, I'm just kind of bitter or, you know, I'm not happy. I'm disgruntled. I'm sad. I'm lonely. You know, and, um, when, when we go into a message like this, I think that there is going to be, um, for some of us, uh, a little bit of a mixed <laughs> feeling when we talk about blessing because, in many ways, I think if we're being really honest, many of us don't feel particularly blessed right now. And I think sometimes when we think about blessing, you know, we're wondering, well, how do we pray for blessing? You know, aren't we supposed to be thankful? You know, we live in, uh, even still, uh, even through coronavirus, one of the wealthiest nations on the planet, if not the wealthiest. Uh, I think we still are. Not sure if uh, other nations have caught up to us yet. Uh, but, uh, you know, we are extraordinarily well off when you look at all of human history, you know. Um, and that's not always helpful uh, for us to think about when we are down or when we're feeling down, you know. Um, so I think sometimes I wonder, you know, is it okay for us to ask to be blessed, when we are already blessed. Sometimes we hear messages like this, and it's like, blessed to be a blessing. You know, it's like, hey, you're already blessed, so go bless other people. You know, stop asking for more. You know, you've got enough. Um, I, I, I wondered, uh, there, there was this book called uh, The Prayer of Jabez, 
which I found, I've been cleaning out my office lately, and I, I found it. It's a really small, thin book. I should have brought it in for you, but it's a very th- thin, small book. It's in, in a, uh, it's based on a very obscure passage in Chronicles uh, that talks about this person whose blessing, or prayer, sorry, was to ask to be blessed. Uh, Lord, bless me and expand my property, expand my, um, my boundaries. And, um, it was really, really popular. I want to say, uh, I think it was like late 90s, early 2000s. Um, man, they had like prayer of Jabez, like, you know, for teens. They had prayer of Jabez for, you know, working dads and for like every group you could imagine. Like, like for, for they, they had like children's storybooks, prayer of Jabez. And it was this very, very obscure passage in Chronicles. And, you know, I, I think there were some people that looked at this and was like, really, is, is this what we need now is... Um, to 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 kind of focus on one tiny little passage in the in scripture that talks about you know Lord bless me and part of uh, Bruce Wilkinson's point in the prayer uh, prayer of Jabez is to say it's okay to ask to be blessed, which I believe that's partially going to be what this message is about. But I think there was a little bit of a, a feeling of like you know is that okay though? It, like like is that really okay to ask for blessing? You know. How do we view blessing? Um, you know, definitely there is this idea of blessing uh, as a river. That's what we're going to be talking about this morning. You know, the river should go both ways. And by the way, I do want to acknowledge that during this time, when we talk about blessing, um, one of the things that's going to be really hard is that um, when we look around us and we see so much bad news, and we see people who are just, not acting wisely. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> you know, the people who are just being foolish. Um, well, well, at least that's my feeling. Uh, sorry for being judgmental. But um, yeah, I, I think it's hard for us to think like, well, how do we bless other people too during this time? Um, we're so isolated, you know? And it's so easy for us to just be focused on ourselves. So this idea of a river of blessing. Um, it's not meant to say that the blessing is just for you. There's a way of thinking about blessing that it can be very self-focused. It's just all about us. And that, brothers and sisters, I think is kind of the problem right now, is we're all so isolated, and we're all just kind of by ourselves, and so it's very easy to be self-focused, or what we call self-centered, right? Self-ish, It's all about us. But let's take a look at what Scripture says about blessing. And we'll go to the passage in Romans in a moment. uh, But I want to actually look at a different passage that talks about blessing. This is a very well-known one, Psalm 1. It said, Blessed is the person who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. So, as you may know, in Palestine, uh, there wouldn't have been a, a lot of rain. I mean, they get rain for sure, uh, but there are a lot of areas that are desert, and so uh, for trees and for vegetation to grow, oftentimes you would have to rely on bodies of water. And so saying that um, 
the person who is truly blessed is this person who's delighting in the law of the Lord. And the way that the psalmist relates it is saying that he is like a tree planted by streams of water. So here we are talking about what is blessing. This is why we're looking at this passage. Um, you know, I could preach a great message about meditating on the law of the Lord, but I kind of did that a few weeks ago. So I want to focus more on what is this metaphor of blessing that we see here, right? Okay, so you are the tree, but what is the blessing then? The blessing, I think, is the water that comes from the, 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 the stream, right? So notice it says planted by streams of water, right? What is a stream? Right? We're listening to, uh, we're watching a live stream, right? It's something where it's continuously going, right? The information is being transmitted continuously, you know? It's coming in and then going out, right? That's a, that's a stream. Uh, uh, or as the title of this message is, a river, right? Notice it doesn't say, he is like a tree planted by stagnant pools, that are brown and muddy and have been infested with mosquitoes, right? That there's something about moving water that is able to produce life the way that stagnant water is not. Stagnant water starts to smell after a while, right? If, there's, if, if there isn't something coming in and then out, right, that's a stream, then it just sits and it gets faded. Is that how you pronounce it, fetid? Fetid? F-E-T-I-D. It gets gross, <laughs> right? It gets all nasty, and yeah, that's where the mosquitoes grow, right? There isn't a lot of life there, um, at least the, not a, the kind of life that brings life to everyone, you know? It's the kind of stinking places, <laughs> those stagnant pools, you know? And so blessing needs to be understood as something that is coming in and out. Right? When we talk about blessing, we need to talk about when you are blessed, you must bless others. Right? And we'll talk more about that in a moment. But then it, it talks about it yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. I want to um, point out the kind of this language of, of uh, growing things, right? that uh, we've used this before, and it's such a good example of what blessing is because we normally think of blessing as something immediate. And so during this time, you do not feel blessed, many of us, because we do not feel immediately blessed, right? So we think about blessing as like, you know, eating the fruit. You eat the fruit, it's sweet, it tastes good. It's that immediate um, gratification, right? You you you. you Feel the sugar, it, it, it hits your brain and <laughs> hits your stomach and, and you, you feel the effects right away. But that's not the way blessing or, or the life of blessing is described here. It says, hey, if you plant yourself uh, by these streams, right, the water's going to come in and it's going to go out. It's going to continually come. And then gradually, in season, right, when it's supposed to, it's going to grow. It will grow. Fruit is promised. But fruit doesn't come when we want it to. And that's one of the problems when we talk about blessing, especially blessings that are the lasting kind, right? Most of us, we say we want blessing, but what we really want is pleasure. We say we want blessing, but what we really want is pleasure, because pleasure is immediate, right? We want to feel good, right? We want all the feels, right? We want to be happy, 
But I think sometimes when we talk about happiness, it's very fleeting, right? But the kind of blessing that God wants to give you is like you're that tree, right? Trees can, they can live for, for centuries sometimes, right? That, that it is going to thrive. It's not going to just be the fruit that you eat real quick and then it's gone right? But you're going to thrive. You're going to keep on producing fruit. It's not going to be a one-time only thing, right? Your life will prosper, but not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind drives away. The, the, the uh, vegetation that, that gets dry, that is not soaking up the water, it gets dry and brittle, chaff. And then it, the wind can just blow it away, right? It'll crumble, Right? And that's what happens when we are not in that stream of blessing. So I did want to point out one more thing. You know, so definitely the law of the Lord, the mind of God, the mind of Christ that he's trying to give us, the words of life, this produces life. This produces a life of blessing. Right? But the opposite is very interesting to me. It says, a blessed is the person who walks not, in the counsel of the wicked. So if you were walking in the counsel of the wicked or standing in the way of sinners or sitting in the seat of scoffers, you would not be in the place of blessing, right? And I think it's very interesting. What is a scoffer? Have you ever seen someone scoff? That sounds very, I don't know, like early 20th century, <laughs> I scoff at you, you know. There's this kind of contempt that you can have. There is this kind of negativity that you can carry. There's this kind of way of treating other people, right, scoffing at them, looking down on them, being so negative and critical towards them, right? I think what this is talking about is cursing. So being in a place where you're just with that negativity and you're around people and and just everything that people are doing is annoying you. If you sit in that place where other people are doing that, right, then you're going to be in, in that environment. What the blessing is talking about, it's almost like an environment. It's not just one thing, right? When you say blessing, like I said, I think most people actually mean pleasure, Right? It's something enjoyable, something that will give immediate relief. But what God wants to give you is a stream, is an environment of blessing, right? Man, if you jump into a stream, man, it's, it's wide and it's big and it keeps coming, right? Uh, you can be there for a while. Um, but if you're in the way of sinners, in the way of scoffers, what happens to you? You start to become a scoffer you start to become wicked or complaining or critical, right? And so there is this idea of the way of blessing, the path of blessing, the environment of blessing. And that's what we're talking about this morning, right? I mean, it's fine and good to say we want to be blessed. Who doesn't? But if you want to experience a life of blessing, you need to understand what is the way of blessing. Where do you need to stand, so to speak? Where do you need to plant yourself to be in that stream, right? So let's look at the Romans 12 passage that says, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep 
with those who weep. Uh, there's this idea of, for us, we live life mostly reciprocal, right? Um, this is the way that a lot of human beings are, that if someone blesses you, then you might want to bless them, right? Like, oh, that's so nice. You know, sometimes we feel kind of obligated, right? When someone does something nice for you, you know? Um, but when someone does something negative to you, right? Obviously, the, the sort of knee-jerk response is to do something negative back, right? Someone insults you, you want to insult them back, right? Someone's mean to you, you want to, mean to be mean to them back. It's like this sense of, of reciprocity, of justice, right? That you harm me, I harm you, and then we're even kind of thing. Um, but that's not the way of blessing, right? Someone scoffs at you, you scoff at them back. That is the way of scoffing. That's the way of scoffers, right? That is absolutely by Psalm 1's uh, uh, account. That is not the way of blessing, right? And so to think about why this is so important, because everybody wants to be blessed, but if you want to be blessed, you also must be a blessing because if it is a stream, then it is the same thing. To be blessed and to be a blessing it's literally the same thing. I'm going to try to explain this with my very, very limited knowledge of uh, Korean. So I'm Korean-American. I grew up in America. I did not grow up speaking Korean, uh, but my parents did. And I've been around Korean speakers uh, for a while. And wh- one of the things I noticed is that there are words in, in Korean that um, don't translate well into English or sort of like the usage of it. Um, so for instance, uh, there's bored and boring. In, in English. And, and so if I was to say, um, that's boring, or if I was to say, I'm bored, it's actually the same in Korean. It's the exact same, uh, word. Shimshimhada, right? Sorry, my pronunciation is terrible. Uh, but so if you're trying to say, I'm bored, right? It's the same thing as saying, I'm boring, at least in Korean. So Korean speakers, uh, native Korean speakers will get confused sometimes. And I'm, they might be like, hey, Steve, I, I'm, I'm so boring. And what they mean is, I'm so bored. But, uh, you know, for me, I'm like, no, you're a very interesting person. Stop being so hard on yourself. Um, but this idea, I think there's something similar here. So again, this maybe is a wonky example. But uh, to say I'm blessed and I'm a blessing, we think of as two completely separate things. But I think in the eyes of God, they're the same thing. It's being in the same river. You see what I'm saying? So if you're saying that you're blessed, right, you're in this stream of blessing. But the stream, it has to go both ways, right? So in order to be blessed, you must bless because it's the same stream that you're in. So, um, you know, you think about people who are uh, people who are very negative, <laughs> people who are very mean, uh, people who curse, who persecute, right? I think even those people want to be blessed. Who doesn't? Right? Well, what is a blessing? I mean, we did, we talked about the stream and all this stuff, but a blessing in essence is wanting and desiring 
And when it comes to God actually being able to deliver on this, to, to want and desire good things for another person. And when it comes to God, God's blessings for you are the best things for you. That's oftentimes why God doesn't always give you what you want. Because what you want isn't always what is best for you, right? God wants to give you good things. And that's one of the things that that Jesus says when we go to pray, to trust that God is like a loving father who is not going to give a scorpion to a kid who asks for bread, right? Who's not going to give you something terrible instead of something good. God is a good and a giving God. But if you have ever met someone who, who is a cursing person, who is a persecuting person, who is a very negative person, I, 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 I hope I don't sound too judgmental, but I don't think that's a very blessed life. Do you? Do you think they're really happy? Do you think they really experience so much joy? when all that's coming out of them is this kind of like abuse and negativity, right? Um, Richard Rohr was talking about how uh, there's people who would come up to him and they'd be like, you know, oh, Father Rohr, you are so, you're just such a joyful person. You know, you're, you're, you're so loving and you're so kind and you're so positive. And, and what Richard Rohr would say is that all those people who would come up to him and say that, they're actually kind. They're actually uh, very joyful. They're actually very loving, right? And, and this idea of the, the way that you view other people is what is actually within you. The way you treat other people is what is actually within you. So if you are cursing other people, it's because in many ways we are in a place of cursing. In many ways we feel or are experiencing what we think are curses. If you're a blessing person, you are in many ways very blessed. If you're a loving person, it is because you are loved, right? Don't we know that? Don't we know that to be true? But how many of us really pursue a life of blessing? In this world, we're always looking out for us. We think blessing is about getting as much as you can. We actually think blessing is the stagnant pool, right? Uh, Just a body of water that just keeps getting more and more water, right? Um, I know I've used this example before, but they talk about the Dead Sea. And the Dead Sea is dead because it's got uh, this incredibly high salt concentration that a lot of life cannot live there. And one of the reasons why is because the Dead Sea is at one of the lowest elevations on Earth. Uh, it's just kind of like sunken in, and there is no outlet. Just water comes in, but it does not flow out. And so things come in, and then it just all dies. It is a Dead Sea. When we ask for blessings and have no expectation that they will flow out of us, then you become a Dead Sea. That is not the way of blessing. Blessing is a stream, right? And so if you want to be blessed, you must bless. That's why it talks about this in in this scripture. It says, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. 
If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Um, oftentimes when you meet people who are very negative or, you know, people who are mistreating you, there is a sense of justice, I think, that, that comes up with us. And we're like, yeah, but Pastor Steve, you know, people are so mean. You know, and if I just go around just trying to bless everyone, I'm going to be a pushover, you know, and they're going to get away with it. And that's not fair. And I know that's the way most of us feel. But oftentimes, as you know, if you escalate something, if you curse someone back, it's not like all of a sudden the world is righted and you're like, oh, justice. You know what happens if you curse someone who cursed you? You get more curse. That's what happens. You get angry at someone who was angry at you. You know what you get? You get more anger. If you hate someone who hates you, you get more hate. Your heart gets filled with hate. Right? There is a sense of justice. And God is a God of justice. But what Paul is saying is, leave that to God. You ain't God. Right? Leave the vengeance to God. Your job is to stay in the stream of blessing. And you bless those people, people no matter what. You, you be kind to your enemies. You, 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 you do nice things for them, right? You bless them. Um, I, I tried to put this into practice once. Uh, this, this was a while back, many, many years ago. Um, there, there was a neighbor that was kind of like, I, I think they meant well. But um, there were a few things that happened. I won't get into it just so there's no identifying marks. Uh, but um, there were some things that happened where just I, I, I just had a lot of negativity towards one of my neighbors. And um, just one day, uh, I was uh, shoveling snow because it's Michigan and we're always shoveling snow <laughs> during the winter. And um, it was like one of those like really, really heavy snows. And um, I could see my neighbor's house where I was shoveling. And I just started thinking, like, of all the things that I thought that this person did to wrong me. You know, wh- whether or not those things were real or not, they felt real to me, right? And and just I found myself kind of, like, cursing this person, you know, just being like, oh, man, that person's a jerk or whatever. And so, you know, I, I thought about the scripture. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to shovel their driveway. And so I just kept going down uh, the sidewalk, and I got to their house shoveled their sidewalk, shoveled their driveway, and went home. Uh, the next day, I, I, I see my neighbor, and my neighbor comes out, and it's like, what did you do? I was like, oh, you know, I just shoveled your driveway. They're like, why? It's like, I, I, I just, just wanted to do something nice. They're like, don't do that. <laughs> and, 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 and I was like, what? <laughs> Uh, but so you know, I, I all I said was, "Hey, I just I just wanted to do something nice," and they're like, "Okay, but don't do it again." <laughs> and so so the reason why is because they felt obligated. They felt like now they had to do something nice for me, and and they did later. <laughs> they they uh, uh, yeah, like like uh, later my. Uh, driveway got mysteriously shoveled. And that's not why I did it, you know? But I do think that there is a way in which when you are truly kind and blessing other people, and they are not, um, there is a way where it, it just kind of reveals things to people. 
you know, it, it kind of shows what's in a person's heart, you know. And, and I want to uh, be very clear, though. We're not kind to people to be some kind of like, like backdoor curse, right? We're not doing it. Uh, I think what, what, what Paul is describing here, this idea is um, that if you give your enemy something to eat, um, when he's hungry, uh, if, when he's thirsty, you give him something to drink. They, by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. I don't think it's meant to say that, yeah, be, be nice to them so you can really be mean, right? So they feel bad about it. Uh, but I think he's just saying that's what happens. It, it, it kind of exposes sometimes when, when someone else is, is cursing you, right? When someone else is being really mean to you and all you're doing to them is being kind and blessing them. I mean, it's, it's something that even if they don't take notice, other people will. I, I mean, it's one of the reasons why the civil rights movement worked the way it did. Because while people were heaping abuses on uh, the, the, the activists, the, the civil rights uh, people who were um, standing at the lunch counters where Black people were not allowed to sit, and people were just yelling just the most hateful, horrible things. I mean, things you would never say to another human being, you would think. And they're threatening violence, and they're saying all these terrible things, and they're just sitting there, and they don't move. And when Martin Luther King Jr. would talk about loving people who are beating you, loving people who are imprisoning you, and calling them his brothers and sisters. And the world noticed that. The world said, there's something not right about this. Because what we normally expect is that we fight back. We fight fire with fire. But I've said this before. Fighting with fire with fire makes zero sense. All you get is more fire. If you want to (laughs) overcome evil, you can't overcome it with more evil. You can only overcome it with blessing. There's this uh, uh, blessing that um, was spoken in Numbers. And uh, it's a blessing that I use a lot. It's the uh, what we call uh, sometimes the Aaronic blessing. Uh, But this is uh, something that was spoken to the people of God in a time when they weren't particularly uh, always loyal to God. Uh, oftentimes God would tell them to do certain things and they would break it. And yet, this is during this time when the people were just wandering the desert and um, you know people were doing what was right in their own eyes. Um, this blessing was given. And it says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. What I see most in this uh, uh, blessing, it's not stuff that God is giving to them. I mean, there is definitely peace that we talk about, right? There's the idea of being uh, gracious. But what is really the blessing? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Right? What it's talking about is the presence of God. God is the blessing. 
the stream of blessing is the presence and spirit of God. There is no greater blessing than that. And so when we say, God bless me, God bless me, what we're really asking for is we want more of God. We want God in our lives, and we want to be like God. Do you believe that the life of blessing is actually the most blessed life? Right? I know I've talked about this before, and we could go into detail in another sermon, but when we talk about forgiveness, what is forgiveness about? When someone wrongs you, that wrong is in your heart, and you're holding on to it. And that's why you get so re-traumatized, right? You remember things, and you feel it again. It's almost like that person just hurts you over and over again. The hurt is within you. And when we talk about forgiving, the word, the operative word there is giving. You give it away. You're no longer holding on to it anymore. Right? And what, what cursings tend to do, what curses do, is it closes us, us off. If somebody hurts you, oftentimes our move is to go like this. Someone hurts me, and I'm like, you're not going to hurt me again. Mm-mm. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So I'm going to just protect myself. I'm not going to open myself up anymore. But what happens to you? You become closed. there's something within you that just starts to shrivel. There's something within you that starts to close up that is not living in the stream of blessing. God is a giving God. This is why forgiveness is so important. Because if you want to live the life of blessing, you got to live it with your life open, with your arms open, come what may. And yes, some people do wrong you. But that's why Paul says, you got to bless them back. You got to bless them. You may not win everyone over, right? As far as it depends on you, live peaceably. Not everyone's going to live in peace. You can't control that, right? Leave the vengeance to God. Don't worry. God will get them in the end, right? It'll work out in the end. But your job is to be someone who lives your life openly, with arms wide open, with a life wide open, with a heart wide open. Right? And you freely give that love and you will freely receive that love. I, I have to say, one of the, the things that is so hard about this is that you hear a message like this and the idea is that, okay, go and be a blessing. Right? But Pastor Steve, I don't always feel blessed. And then sometimes it becomes this game. Okay, so if I bless people, then God, you're going to bless me, right? You got me, right? And, and so, you know, we give, we give, we give, and we are expecting something in return. Right? But when it doesn't come, we're like, you know what? Forget it. I'm not going to do it. Remember what it says in Psalm 1. The, the, the person whose life is truly blessed receives the fruit or gives out the fruit in season, not immediately. So if you live a life of blessing, the blessing isn't always going to come when you want. Again, what you're looking for is pleasure. You're looking for immediate gratification. And that's not necessarily a life of blessing. But if you are a person who is giving, then you will gradually become a generous person. If you are someone who is loving, you will eventually, in season, become a loving person. That is a life of blessing, isn't it? Do you ever meet a really generous person? Do they look mad to you? 
They look like people whose lives are cursed. No, there's so much joy, isn't there? But you can't just fake it. You can't just do it and just be like, okay, karma, come back, all right? I, I want the blessing back now. You know, that's the tit for tat. That's the, I scratch my back, you scratch my, uh, yours. That's not a stream. A stream is you give it, give it away. Just give it freely. And it's going to come. The blessing will come. But that is not up to you to determine. It's going to come in its season, when it's good and ready, when God knows that it's time. Right? And so our job is to be the kind of person who is just generous and giving and loving and learning to be in that flow. I know. I know it's hard. And during this time when we're isolated and what we see of people, oftentimes is people not at their best. Why? Because they're stressed. Why? Because they're feeling cursed or they're feeling, you know, off or whatever. And People may not be at their best. People are afraid. And what are we going to bring into this world? Are we going to bring more fear? Are we going to bring more hate? Are we going to bring more curses? Or are we going to plant ourselves in the streams of God? Right? This is why it's so important to spend time with God. Because if God is the source of all the blessing, right? that's why it says meditate on the law of God. Right? And then you will know God's mind. And it is the words of God. It is uh, what God is trying to give you. Right? And, and, and so if you're planted in uh, this stream of God, then we'll, we will be blessed. But I, I, I know. I, I go to the store, someone's not wearing a mask, and I'm like, mm, mm, it's so hard. It's so hard. You know, I'm not saying you're going to be perfect at this, right? Because none of this is really perfect. There's only one that is perfect. It is God. So, I mean, first and foremost, spend time with God. (laughs) Spend time with the source of the blessing. But yes, may it be in your hearts, may it be your mission to then bless just freely. I, I, I want to just uh, end with something that maybe uh, may sound a little counterintuitive in some ways. Um, I, so we're actually going to sing a song pretty soon. Uh, the praise team's going to come up here in a moment. And uh, we're going to sing a co- song called The Blessing. And it's actually, they, they take the, the actual words from uh, number six, the ironic blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance towards you and give you peace. And they set it to music. And so it's really cool. We're, we're going to pray a, 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 and sing a blessing over all y'all. Uh, I was listening to the song and I was walking around Lily Park. Um, this is park five minutes from my house. And um, I came upon this uh, this bridge. It used to be a bridge but it's completely just overrun with water. And in the past, like a year ago, you could tell it was going to happen. Like, it, like the water was like almost level with the bridge. And if you like jumped, like you would see water come up from the slats in the bridge. You know, like I'm like, dude, this bridge, I don't know, man. It's going to be underwater soon. And it is now completely underwater. Why? Because it's not a river. It's just a little pond, right? And the water just pools there, you know? But as I was listening to the song, The Blessing, I got a different kind of message where 
I know we've been talking about streams, you know, and we do want to be in the river of blessing. But this was the image that, that came to me while I was listening to the song. What if we were so blessed that the blessings just overflowed? They just overflowed into this world. It overflowed into your family. It overflowed into the community. It overflowed into your church. It overflowed to your enemies. It overflowed to the people around you. And for many of us, we don't think of blessing in that way. We think, you know, we get these little meager scraps. But I think if God is a God of blessing, what I see in God is he is a bountiful, generous God. He's not giving it to you just so you can keep it for yourself. That's how your soul shrivels. That's how we become stagnant, right? But when I look around at this pond, there's a lot of green growing things because the water is just overflowing and bringing life. Can the praise team come up? And I just want to take a moment um, to speak a blessing over you. It's one of the things that I... Uh, in my prayer time, I, I, I do a lot of blessing of other people. But one of the things that um, I didn't realize that I really needed was for myself to be blessed. Remember, this stream has to go in both directions, right? And we do need to know that we are blessed. And you are blessed, I know this, because God is with you. I talk about this sometimes that we live in a world as if God isn't there, but he is. Sometimes we need to quiet our souls. Sometimes maybe we can just sit down in the presence of God. Maybe we can just take a moment and and can I ask you if you're comfortable doing this in your homes, wherever you may be, just close your eyes and can you just open your hands? God is a given God, a giving God. He is continuously given to us. He is continuously giving of himself. We see it in the person of Jesus Christ. He gave his son freely to you that you may have life. His son died on the cross and suffered for you. God did not say, now you owe me. He gave freely, generously, luxuriously, prodigiously, wastefully, recklessly, so that you could have life. And let us receive that, that blessing. Oh, we are so blessed. We are so blessed. Actually, don't want to close with the traditional prayer. I mean, we'll, we'll have a... a benediction at the end, but can we just go into the song? And let's make this song the prayer. You can continue to have your eyes closed. Let's be in a, a posture where we can receive the blessing that God wants to pour out on you. And so as the praise team is singing this song, just receive that blessing. Just soak in those words. You can sing if you want, but if you just want to receive, just receive the blessing that I know God wants to give you and is continuously giving you now and always.